You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast, and welcome aboard, folks. This is going to be a fun one, and we are looking at basically LGBT issues in 2022. And it's a lot to talk about. You know, usually when we have Darren and Mary on the show, we do movie reviews about the, you know, LGB influences on them. And, you know, we thought it would be kind of not fun, but it'd be kind of important to touch on what's happening in the world right now. I think it's kind of important. Darren's here, of course. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you, you know, what are your initial thoughts, you know, before we get dive in with both feet? Uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I, I think, I think we've gone uh, quite a lot of ways, and I think America likes to snap back at progress, and that's kind of the where the pendulum is right now. And I think a lot is going to depend upon this next upcoming election. The next couple of elections are going to be pivotal to um, all minorities in America, not just our group. I right. think we, we are on a precipice of, of a real big decision in our country right now right. without getting too deep into it right now. But, yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that because but, yeah, there's some serious stuff going on right now. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. And that's why Mike and I thought it was important, you know, when we were talking about ideas for this segment for mm-hmm. the fall, we were like going – what Darren, what do you think? And he says, it's it's like, let's stop with the movies. Let's get into some deep issues. We, we need we need to talk about some stuff because uh, the one thing that ticks me off is that, you know, you'll have friends or, or acquaintances, coworkers maybe, and even some family members who you know are not pro-LGBTQ, but they'll watch Will and Grace and laugh their butts off about it. And that was, isn't that fun? Ha 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 ha. But they don't support you, you know, and that's, that's a troubling double standard to me. And that's, that's kind of where I am in my head about a lot of things. It's how I am about, you know, shopping and eating at a certain fast food chicken uh, place that's prominent in the South. Um, it's how I feel about uh, a great many things. But we'll get into it. We'll get into, we'll get it. into that. Yeah. And we also, of course, have Mary here with us tonight. Hey, Mary. Hey, everybody. Hey. Woohoo. Yep. I think, you know, I'm very happy you both were able to make it and we were able to arrange this for us to talk about tonight. And folks, this is not going to be a ha-ha, usually, you know, typical ESO. And, you know, so we're going to be getting pretty heavy. So we just wanted to warn you guys at the beginning of this, but you might actually learn something with this. And, of course, who we couldn't do the show without Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. Well, you could, but I'm glad we're not doing that this time. <laughs> well, no, we could good. we could do the show without you, but I'm always, you know, I'm always glad. You're always grateful. It's, you know, it's a nice thing to be included, to be part of the crowd. You know, it's a good thing. And we want you guys at home to be part of the crowd. Please, feedback at Earth Station One is the best way to get in touch with us. And we want to say howdy to all our new YouTube subscribers. That's right, folks. We are up on YouTube, so... You know, 
we're also not only doing this as a podcast, we're doing this, uh, our different segments as, you know, for our YouTube channel. So you get to actually see us when we're talking so we could be scratching our eyes or, you know, <laughs> yawning or, you know, not paying attention to what the main topic is. You get to see us do all of that. now. All you have to do is go up onto YouTube and put in Earth Station One. We have a channel right there. Please subscribe. Or if you're still listening to us for, via audio, please subscribe, you know, to those podcasts too, wherever fine cuts podcasts are found we would definitely would love to hear from you the one plus that the audio still will always have is we have bumpers we'll have the you know the promos we'll also have ashley's segment we'll also still have michelle's segment and also angela's geek girl segment as a plus for our audio listeners but you also will not hear us mess up or you'll not hear us goof <laughs> up or whatever where our youtube you know people gets us completely unedited. So they get the different segments, you know, broken up, of course. But, you know, if we mispronounce a word or if I go that during the show, you know, or whatever I screw up with. so much. I know I do. I really do, folks. We, we, we get real. Oh, yes. And so YouTube, <laughs> we're basically calling you the YouTube channel ESO Unplugged or Earth Station One Unplugged or something like that. So it should be kind of cool. And so thank you for everyone who's been popping their heads in. And please subscribe. We would really appreciate it. And give us a thumbs up. We would really, you know, that's another way for more people to find us. Mm -hmm. Feedback is always welcome, as we like to say. And I'll be very curious to see the feedback we get for this episode because this is not norm. And I like doing stuff like that that keeps our listeners on their toes. And, you know, we've been doing this. For, keeps us on our toes. We've been doing this for 12 and a half years, folks. So we need stuff to keep us <laughs> on our toes. So, of course, we also want to give a huge shout out to our patrons. Our patrons always get our episodes before everybody else does. And, you know, we've gotten some brand new patrons since uh, Dragon Con. So thank you. Thank you for everyone who's been supporting our station one and the ESO network. We love you guys so much. I think that's kind of, yeah. kind of a heart. Kind yeah, of a it's, heart. Kind of, it's kind of there. Yeah. It's a broken heart in my case. But it's Look at that. You being, you being visual and everything. I know. Wow. <laughs> it's almost like you're on video. I know. It's wow. pretty amazing. So it's pretty cool when we, you know, you know, our patrons are great. And you could be a patron, too, for as little as a dollar a month. We have four different levels. Um, dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, and fifteen. And, you know, we might actually eventually start the $20 level, which will be called the pie connoisseur level, you know. So, <laughs> so we, we'll see about that. But you I know. have some in the fridge right now. So. Oh, Me yes. Too. Oh, you lucky thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They got it. Special delivery last night. So it's mm -hmm. awesome. So, you know, we rung in a new year, you could say, last year, last night. Some of us. We so, did. It was a lot of fun. And so definitely patreon.com slash ESO network. Sign up, join in, and it'd be great. Also, a big shout out to our friends over at Tofosi Optical. Tofosi Optical has amazing sunglasses, gamer glasses, anything you might need for blue, blocking blue light or, you know, if you have medical needs or if you work in the medical field, you can actually get face shields where you could also get some safety goggles. It's pretty awesome. All you have to do is go to FuzzyOptics.com, and while you're there, you can get a nice 10% discount on everything, not just one item, but your whole order. If you get more than one thing, all you have to do is put in the code EarthStation1. Pretty cool. So check it out, TofosiOptics.com. Okay, Darren, 
This is where we're going to jump in with both We're going to jump in. It's all on you. It's yeah, all it's on all, you. Why is it always on me? Um, <laughs> no pressure. The none, most dramatic one here, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, let me preface this by saying that no LGBTQer on their own speaks for the entire community. This what? is not, This is not. you know, we didn't take a poll. We didn't take a survey. This is just how mary and i feel about things and that is our perspective on things and we are you know we're not the party crowd lgbtqers anymore i go out and party i need the day off from work tomorrow you know that kind of thing so <laughs> you know it's like it's a once in a while thing but it's not in every uh we're, every we're old we are. <laughs> we're old we're, we're old we've been we've we've seen some stuff y'all we've seen some yeah, stuff we've seen the shiz <laughs> yeah we have boy howdy so i i think it's important to note um our victories while we talk about this and let's remember our victories um just to run down the last few court cases that the supreme court has um gone through that have been positive for our people um we got a big victory for rights to privacy way back in the 70s and that was huge Uh, not a court case but in early 70s i think it was 74 homosexuality was stripped from the D, um, DSMB, DSM. yeah, which is the uh, statement of, hey, you're mentally ill, you're in this book. Homosexuality used to be in that book. Uh, we, it finally got stripped out. And then there were the great sodomy cases, uh, Hardwick versus Bowers, where the Supreme Court affirmed that the government had a right to stop you from committing sodomy at the Supreme Court level. And then there was Lawrence v. Texas, where the Supreme Court had changed enough and times had changed enough where they said, um, no, really, you, you, you don't need to be involved in that government with two adults who are consenting in the privacy of their own home. They have the right to do whatever they want to sexually among themselves. It's scary that we didn't have that until the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. But the difference and- is straight people were never convicted of that. It was used to convict LGB people or T people who were um, engaging in same-sex relations at the time. Well, it was, it, I mean, it was an excuse. It's yeah, always an totally. excuse. It's just totally. an excuse to oppress people. I mean, if it's mm-hmm. not that, it's something else. Totally. I mean, back back in the Stonewall days, you could be arrested for not wearing three articles of your gender's clothing. Really? What is that? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. What, yes. what is, I mean, you people know, were rounded up. That's, that's, that's the, thing. the thing. That's the thing. Because some woman, clothes are wearing, so, you know, if you're wearing a pair of jeans or something. Fannies, you know? yeah. high heel shoes. I, what, what defines gendered clothing? And you know a cop's not going to know. It was just a way for them to pick up homosexuals, arrest them, bail them, et cetera. It, it, was, it was a racket. It was oppression. It was government <laughs> sanctioned impression harassment, harassment yeah. basically so we've we've been through some stuff and of course then you know free love in the 70s and then we get the aids crisis in the 80s so we learned then as lgbtqers that we had to take care of ourselves because the government was not going to do it for us the government at that time was quite happy to not send any funding our way to stop this horrible disease from taking our our brother's lives basically um, there were other people too. I, I mentioned brothers because the vast majority of the victims were gay men. There were, of course, were other people involved in that um, hemophiliacs, drug addicts, um, or or just sharing a needle by accident, or or getting a bad blood donation made you HIV positive back then. And there was no real help for that until the mid nineties. Um, so we we went through a plague basically for 
15, 16 years with very little help from the government. Yeah, with pretty much zero support. In fact, I would mm. call it anti-support. Yes, yeah. <laughs> because really they went would. out of their way to, uh, I mean, mm. they really did not care that gay people were dying. Mm-hmm. And they made that perfectly clear. Though I will say it was a turning point in the gay movement when things mm. like ACT UP formed. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, people got angry and rightfully so and needed to get angry. Totally. We 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 finally found... Um, our spine, right? you know, to, to say, hey, government, this is wrong. This is morally unjust what you're not doing here. You're not taking care of your people. We pay taxes just like everybody else. And, and then we move from the 2000s when we get Lawrence v. Texas, where sodomy laws are struck down by the federal government. And then it's a battle for marriage rights. It's a battle for being able to live and have a life with the person you love without being discriminated against. And one of the biggest things that was going on at that time was people were entered into long-running relationships, and their partners were passing away from old age because they had been in a relationship since the 70s. And they maybe they didn't meet until they were 40 or 50 or 60. And the government treated the two of you like you were roommates. You had no rights. If something was left to you, inheritance laws did not protect you. And so everything was double taxed by the government basically, because you had to pay the estate tax and then you had to pay the personal tax on the property that you received. Whereas if it was a husband and a wife, everything would just have naturally switched over. Right. right? I mean, it's really just another form of oppression. Mm-hmm. Basically. Mm-hmm. So we got the Windsor case. Edie Windsor won her case to say, hey, the government unjustly taxed us because we were married in Canada. Um, and that went through. And then we got the Obergefell case, which said, no, we're going to have gay marriage in America and not going to be the, the question always comes up, hey, we're married in Massachusetts, but if we drive to Missouri, how many districts do, how many states do we mm-hmm. go through where we're not married suddenly? Mm-hmm. And a married couple, when they leave a state, they don't have to suddenly go get remarried in the next state to be considered married in that state. The marriage travels with them. So this, this made no sense as to why there were these double standards going on in the country. Either you're married or you're not married. Pick one. And if you're not married, then you have to say why you're not married. And that case was one based upon the fact that a lot of straight couples get married and they don't have kids. The, mm-hmm. the argument was, well, what about the children? Tons of people get married either after the, the woman is no longer able to have children because menopause has occurred, the man is infertile, or God forbid, they choose not to have no, children. How dare they? <laughs> which, which goes back to that right of privacy where it says the government has no right to interfere with your personal life government intrusion into the day-to-day running of your personal life the government has no intrinsic reason to get involved in that if you were to break a law that affects other people that's different you're doing something to other people without consent but this is between two consenting adults so the government really didn't have a place to stand in there and one of the cases i remember most prominently was there was a family two lesbians and their kids that were getting on a cruise ship And one of the women had um, a horrible brain aneurysm and was going to pass away. And the hospital in Florida refused to let her partner in the room with her because they were not, they were not married and they had their marriage certificate, all their court documents faxed to the hospital. And the hospital said, we don't care because you're in an anti-gay state. You can fax us whatever you want to. It, It will not matter. 
I don't think people realize, you know, when, when you say things like that from today's perspective, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, that was an isolated case. No, no. it really mm. was not. No. Uh, when, you know, during the AIDS crisis, that happened over and over mm. again. I knew so many people that happened to where their partners were not allowed in or we had to sneak them in yes. or mm. come up with some sort of fantastical story in mm-hmm. order for them to be able to see their partner. I mean, it was just, it was added stress that did not need to be there. Totally. Yes, it, it was cruelty. It was just outright cruelty. It's absolute cruelty. And and you have people who never came out to their families and discover after they die, mm-hmm. because the police call the next of kin and your roommate is not your next of kin. Right. So, right. The, so the families comes in there, they realize what's been going on all these years they kick the roommate to the curb. They may have lived there for 25 years. I mean, there were people who were not allowed, and I knew some of them, who yeah, were not funerals. allowed to go to their partner's funerals. Exactly. Because well, the parents kept them away. Yep. Because the body went to the parents. Yep. Not, not to the partner who had been with them for 20 years. Uh-huh. And so can you imagine not, not being able to mourn your partner properly kept away from the funeral i mean again it's just oppressive cruelty it's asinine it's completely asinine Mm -hmm. but these are these are the the things that we have fought against so hard to get these rights and of course we we still have a lot more to go because yeah we can get married now but you could put a picture of you and your spouse on your desk at work and get fired because they don't want gay people to work in because you you don't have employment protection there are like 35 states. You, you're not protected if you are a gay employee, period. That's the majority of states. You know, you, you have to live somewhere that's fairly liberal in order to get that protection. And gay people are everywhere. We live everywhere from, from rural Georgia to, you know, isolated and mountainous Wyoming and Montana. There are queer people in your community. And, and that's what I think people have a hard time seeing because unless we choose to self-identify by the way we talk the way we move the way we dress we are camouflaged in your world Mm -hmm. we just look like another person and straight people assume that everyone they see is straight hetero assumptiveness is what i like to call it everybody's straight to a straight person until you prove to them that um you're not i was in line to get chinese food at a at a fast food chinese place yesterday and the guy looked at the woman in front of me and said, oh, are these two together? Assuming that we are a dating straight couple. Mm. I'm like, nope, I'm gay. And she yeah. just went, oh, don't make assumptions, dude. We're standing five feet apart. We weren't even close to each other. <laughs> yeah. Doing social distancing. Why would you make the assumption that we're a couple? Yeah. I mean, but this happens, this happens all, the time. all the time. All the time. <laughs> Even, I mean, it, it's no different now, actually, than it was growing up. I mean, I'm not sure that has changed, just no. the, the assumption people always go to. Mm-hmm. They do. And until you correct them verbally, they're going to keep making that assumption. So I try to I try to make that correction in a nice way, but still in a way that says, don't make assumptions, dude. Don't do that. Because it is just as offensive <laughs> to straight people when they're confused for being gay as when I'm confused for being straight. I'm like, no, no. On, on the other hand, there's a reason why passing is a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it can be very dangerous. 
to. It still is dangerous in some I, places, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. I mean, even even in what are so-called more liberal areas, you mm-hmm. never know when somebody's going to, you know, come after you with because they have some sort of chip on their shoulder. I mean, it's certainly happened to me before. It's happened to everyone I know Yeah. at some point. I, th- there are stories of guys coming in from, you know, outer counties going into metro areas just to gay bash people mm-hmm. that's what they're going to do they're going to go to the gay area of town they've got their baseball bats they're going to pull up in a truck or whatever and they're just going to beat the first person they see because isn't that fun yeah, that I mean, happens, this happens all the time yeah when i was in college and i went to an art school i went to the rhode island school of design which let me tell you was a very liberal place to be in in the 80s and uh I, I had a friend there and he he was beat up very severely, you know, all mm-hmm. all because they thought he was gay. Now the irony is he was not gay. <laughs> he just happened to look a certain way yep. that they thought meant he was gay. He, he didn't conform to what a straight guy should look like. So exactly. So he was go. just he was walking from you know the auditorium to his dorm and he was jumped for, for no reason. Simply Just, because they thought he was no, gay. There was, that, there that was, was not reason. an isolated in, incident. The reason was yeah, and it, and oh, in their minds there was a yeah. reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it and like you said, yeah, because I was just about to say it does permeate beyond that scope because yes, it's not like anybody confirms, you know, if they are, they're not. Because I know that and it it's all that definition of whatever masculinity is, right? Toxic masculinity now, I think it's called, but still like because there were several times that I, growing up, because I was sensitive, because I, whatever, didn't do this, because I wasn't good at sports, whatever, mm-hmm. because I was an outsider. Um, I mean, I was I was ridiculed, and and labeled. Um, oh yeah. And 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 that happened, like even into my adulthood. Um, whereas, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I get uh, I get all the benefits without actually getting the good stuff <laughs> life is unfair life's very no unfair. no uh, it, it, but it but that's how like it, it it to me that's like it starts so young because like that that term of like you know oh that's so gay is like a negative connotation from like mm-hmm. from like day one it's that's like. that's ubiquitous it's thought it's such an uphill battle to fight oh, exactly that. so what same way in you know elementary school or junior high and stuff people get, you know oh you're a fag or you're you know yeah. find you know, me you're, you're an gay. 80s comedy without the word fag in it dare yeah. you no exactly pg-13 and above go go for it find yeah. me one no I mean, exactly I, I, I and yeah and it's always it's never said it's never used as a term of endearment no <laughs> no no no. I mean, I, I remember being six years old and in first grade and they were, te- I don't know, it was raining outside or something. So we couldn't go out to reset. So when that happened, you went to the auditorium and you did, you danced, you did dancing, which for them, I mean, this is like a Southern, you know, little <laughs> elementary school. It was like square dancing. Square dancing. Yeah. And uh, of course there were more girls and boys. So some of the girls would have to dance together. And it was, you know, you were just, if you had to dance with another girl, then you were a pariah. You were just, you were on the outs. 
you know, all because no, that two girls could never dance together. That's just wrong. We were six years old. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you how indoctrination works. Now, in my family, we don't use any words. We're a good Southern family. We've been here for a while. There are words that a lot of Southern families use and ours does not use it. At least my, my immediate family does not use it. My nephew went to uh, kindergarten this year for the first time and he popped the n-word out whoa that's how quick it starts someone else's Mm -hmm. family let their kid use that word or toss that word around and then suddenly our nephews got it in his vocabulary we're like whoa that is inappropriate and we made him apologize right then and there to the teacher and we we corrected that behavior immediately but this is this is how it happens. All it takes is one hateful person in a group to poison the entire apple cart. And it happens quicker than you can imagine. Because anything to make you feel better than everybody else in the room, right? Exactly. Any anything that'll help you label yourself as being superior or better is a great thing for you and screw everybody else. And that's kind of where we are right now in the country. That's what we're dealing with, really, on a very very visceral level yeah well it's a it's a systemic selfishness totally that is really permeated our culture and um has you know i there's a reason why we're like the world is on the road to fascism right now Mm -hmm. and we can still change that but we have to act yeah we have to act we cannot we cannot sit by and watch it happen i mean look what happened in italy just Mm -hmm. just yesterday. yesterday yep Italy has the most um, right-wing, uh, I guess you call them the premier, president, oh, yeah, or whatever, prime minister, prime minister yeah. since Mussolini just got elected mm. yesterday. Yep. Yes. So it's so. it's not impossible, folks. It really no. isn't. It, it starts at home. It starts at home with the family and with the people that you associate with. And you need to recognize the signs of when someone is, is on the fringe of being a little, you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause there, there's a lot of entitlement in this country. I'm sorry. You're not entitled to Jack. You, you, no. you hopefully work hard. You hopefully play by the rules. You hopefully get to where you need to go. But it, when you find yourself putting a foot on the neck of the person in front of you, you got a problem. Well, that's and part when of the it, thing. When it's an entire group but, you're putting your foot But Darren, on. the other that's thing is <laughs> people always like to make themselves feel superior by putting totally. others down. It's mm-hmm. been that way and it's Ever, learned. Forever. Yeah, it's been learned through the schools. It's, it's, it's learned behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, well, it's learned just, just by the fact that you, our, our identities are erased in history. Like when you're going to school, you're not learning gay history. Mm-mm. You're probably not learning black history. No. You you are you you're getting a very white male definition of, and I mean a certain kind of white privileged white mm-hmm. male, probably well more wealthy than most people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the version of history you're getting. And it it when you're a child, you do not realize that history is subjective. It, it, history yeah, is it, written it, by the victors. Exa- exactly. And it is written by <laughs> usually people who have an agenda. Exactly. You know, That's true. They, they, they want to say, and they willfully omit things for whatever reason. 
uh, we have we have people omitting facts now in, in history books that I'm like, are you kidding me? Because this actually happened. I, I I was floored, floored. I have a college education, and I did not hear about the Tulsa massacre until the Watchmen series this past year. Oh, a lot of people didn't know about. It. I know. Yeah, I, I think. But I'm, I'm like, I why I'm is that, that not being taught? I think oh, I'm with you. Because it's because it happened to black people. Well, there was an entire town wiped out in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, in a similar, similar it's not, vein. It's not just it's there. It's certainly not taught mm-hmm. in the schools, especially no, now. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and we, of course, we can forget the fact that, you know, our country is, and this will take people off. Sorry, y'all. But uh, if you're a white person with no Indian in your blood, you're an immigrant. You came here somehow, some way, some somehow. Yeah, and, one of your ancestors not a, not a came over on a boat. <laughs> yep, came over on a boat, walked up from South America. I don't care, but you got here somehow. And we we have a lot of damage karmically from our country that we have done to people who were different, who didn't fit in, who weren't white and male and Christian. And you can go down the list of the checklist. Who are, of who are in the way. Who Who is in power. Who has the power? That right. kind of thing. And like you right. said, history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason things are cycling back into fascism right now is because that group that has been in power is losing their grip losing on that power. Mm-hmm. And they are very afraid of that. And so they're lashing out. Mm-hmm. The, minor, the majority is starting to become the minority in a lot mm-hmm. of places. And they're so afraid of what's to come. And it, there's nothing they could do to fight it. It's eventually going to happen, but it's going to get very ugly before it does. Oh, it's going to, it's going to get very ugly, and everybody needs to be prepared for that, I think. You, you can't just go about your business without being on guard right now. I think you have to be on guard, especially with – and we can get into this in the next segment that we're talking about because based upon the current laws that we have, especially here in Georgia, and then uh, a certain – you may have heard Supreme Court case ruling – Gee, I wonder which one you're talking about. We may have to talk about that a bit. Yes. Because it's not just about that. No, that that is a a big part of just Mm -hmm. human rights as a whole. Yep. So we're going to get to that um, in our next segment. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. We've got a couple new movies coming out in recent weeks. We have the kids musical film Lyle Lyle Crocodile, uh, rom-com Bros, um, the early release of Amsterdam, which I'm personally really interested, starring John David Washington, Christian Bale, and Margot Robbie. Looks like a period drama thriller just great cast and I'm really excited about it but I feel like even bigger this week has been everything going on on streaming we have had the three episode premiere of the Rogue One prequel Cassian Andor called simply Andor and I'm just wondering like wow three episodes I wonder why they released that many at once but after seeing it I kind of understand it now it's a slow burn it's a really slow burn so 
Definitely have to be patient and wait as the story takes its time to get going. It's a very different feel from any of the previous Star Wars or Marvel Disney Plus series we've had before. But I think it's going to reward those who are willing to invest in it and keep watching. It almost at times feels more like Dune or Blade Runner, two things that I really love. So I think it just took me a while to kind of adjust to this new sort of tone in Star Wars. And I'm looking forward to forming an opinion once I've seen the whole series. Over on HBO, we have had a big time jump for House of the Dragon. And for me, it's hard not to be disappointed because the two performers playing Alicent and Rhaenyra were so, so good. And I love seeing them in those roles that it was immediately disappointing to see the time jump. Like, no matter how good the performers are playing the older version of these characters, it's hard not to miss the younger actors just because they did such a great job but hopefully I'll kind of settle into this time jump fast forwarding I think things are picking up and are going to be happening soon so lots to keep us busy this fall on the big screen and the small screen if you're looking for more entertainment related content be sure to check out my blog over on the ESO podcast website so how do we describe this show like what's really going to grab people's attention and make them tune in nerdgasm for your eargasm what the space must flow to be in the know um don't be a willow. Grab your pillow. But that one doesn't even make sense. All right, stop. Snag a seat and listen. The nerds are back with a brand new edition. No. Uh, okay, then. The Blurred Nerds Podcast. Rants, raves, reviews, recaps, and other bits of random fandom. Well, see, that's perfect. You should have just led with that one. Resistance is futile. Listen to the Blurred Nerds Podcast right meow. Fine. Make it so. everybody we are back and we're going to be talking about some more lgbtq so we're going to talk about what's going on right now um in in our world so mary do you watch do you watch the supreme court like i watch the supreme court because i think you do i watch them with horrified eyes pretty much yeah pretty much y'all this dobbs case we got to talk um everybody knows roe v wade i think that that was like emblazoned into our dna from the 70s on because at least our generation exactly that was like that that was like a big buzzword and now of course it's been struck down by the supreme court it's been reversed by this new court in the dobbs case which means women don't have the right to have autonomy over their body and it goes back to the states and every state is deciding what a woman can and cannot do and how quickly they can or cannot um, decide to receive abortion services. Now, this is a disclaimer from me, personally, as a gay man. I cannot imagine the horrifying decision that is on a woman in that situation to make that decision. I, I cannot fathom it. I'm so grateful I don't have the pressure of that in my life. Um, I'm I mean, sure there the are many team. instances. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I'm sure there are many instances where it has to happen to save the mother's life because it's an atopic pregnancy or or the baby has already not formed correctly. Or the baby has died. Yeah, the I mean, baby has already died. We had a case died. very recently mm-hmm. where that happened and mm-hmm. she had to go to another state to get an abortion. Exactly. Or, or um, a woman is raped and carrying the baby of her rapist. Or, God forbid... Uh, a woman is uh, 
set upon by a family member and is now yep. carrying their baby. I can't imagine the horror of that. So when you see all these commercials about, well, this is just a cheap form of birth control. No, it was not that. It was never that meant so for insulting. that. It was not it's, meant for that. It's extremely insulting and it's ghettoizing. Because that's what they were, they, they were painting this one group of people as, the, well, they'll just go get abortions and your tax dollars are paying for it. Which is not true because Planned Parenthood never used tax dollars to pay for abortion services. Yeah, we won't even talk about how hard it is for some women to get birth control to prevent this from happening. And, and that place. goes to the next thing, Mary, because <laughs> this Dobbs case said that women don't have a right to privacy with regards to this relationship with their medical care. I'm a guy. I have to go have a colonoscopy soon because I'm of a certain age. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a standard thing. Just remember remember to cough. It's okay. Exactly. What happens if the government says, Oh, you can't have a colonoscopy without getting, you know, permission from your pastor. That's basically what they're saying. You cannot have a medical procedure because the government has decided to intervene and you no longer have a right to privacy there. And this is where I want to speak to men about this. Guys, if they can take away a woman's right to do things, they can take away your right to do things. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. This is not just about a woman's right to do what she wants to with her body. This is about anyone being able to do whatever they want to. Having autonomy over what happens to their body, right? So if you decide to go get a tattoo and suddenly the government says, well, tattoos are not appropriate anymore. We're closing all the tattoo parlors. Mm -hmm. Because what? It's sinful because we don't want them, that business here. They can do that now. Yeah. The way that this will ripple out because they have attacked, not just a woman's right to have an abortion but they've attacked our right to privacy in our personal lives and of course there was something written by one of my favorite justices justice thomas who wanted to go back (laughs) yes hashtag sarcasm wanted to go back and revisit several other cases of course obergefell was on that list gay marriage if you think they're not going to strike Which is down, very ironic. Uh, yeah, if if you think they're not going to strike down a five year old precedent, they just strike down Roe. It was a, it was nearly fifty year precedent. So they're coming for gay marriage, and then he also mentioned Griswold. Griswold v. Connecticut gave everyone the right to birth control. Did you know you didn't have the right to birth control before nineteen seventy three? Did you know that? Most of us probably don't because we weren't sexually active then. But that's why they used to sell condoms in the containers in the men's room as French ticklers and novelty devices, but they couldn't call them contraceptives because that was illegal. So say goodbye to the pill, which a lot of women take not for the benefit of having birth control they take it to handle well, other things going on in their body a lot of that, hormone replacement yeah. and other things like that and even to regulate some cycles and mm-hmm. stuff like that now um, imagine you're a man and a woman and you you've been married for quite some time you got married in your 20s right 
and you had your three kids and you're like, okay, we're going to stop, honey. We're going to stop. Three kids is enough. And your wife is, is on the pill and everything's going fine. Y'all are, y'all are good. Your, your last kid is about to go into high school. Two of them are off at college and something goes wrong with the pregnancy. Here you are at 45, 46 wife's pregnant. Suddenly it does happen. It happens. It happens all the time. What do you do in that situation? Well, now the government has limited your choices. Right now in our state, a woman has six weeks to get an abortion. Which is completely unrealistic. Exactly. But it, I mean, there, there's a, psych, a, a cycle they... is four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So you and a lot of women's cycles are not regular, like on the clock. Right. I would say just about 99% are not, not I mean, regular. I, I'm a guy talking about this, Mary, so feel free to correct my masculine butt. I don't want to mansplain <laughs> menstruation to anybody on here. But I'm just saying, from my mathematics, in my head, this doesn't make any sense. Because by the time I call to get an appointment, if it's not urgent care, I'm seeing a doctor in a month for a checkup, not tomorrow. So how are you supposed to even get in? Oh, by the way, we discovered you're pregnant. Make the decision and have an abortion in the two, let's say, let's get, let's be generous in the week that you notice that you're late, possibly, possibly. Right. Well, I I mean, mm. you know, the point is there's, there's two, two ways to go on that. Mm. One is that, and this is, this is true that the people making the laws are so uninformed about how a body works i mean oh they don't have a clue it's pathetic right or on on the other hand they they have a clue but they're using this as a way to not put out an outright ban because Mm -hmm. they think if they do that women won't vote for them yeah if they say oh we're giving you six weeks to which is not really true but that's how they'll put it Mm -hmm. we're giving you six weeks to make up your mind well you know it's it's insidious well, it's, inter- it's, it's oh, really interesting, though, because since Roe v. Wade was struck down, um, in, and this is in Georgia, and this is the Atlanta area, a lot of the churches in the areas have put up signs outside of them. Are you pregnant? We can help talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, try to talk the people out of abortions and such mm-hmm. or other forms of birth control and stuff like that. And it's gotten almost militant how you know big these billboards are or the signs and everything and it's judy and i know like keeps on pointing them out to me as we're driving and she's like this is just getting ridiculous oh it's been ridiculous for a while those things have been around forever no but it's because signs are always on marta oh i know but it's becoming more and more prevalent Mm -hmm. or there's the fake um you know basically Planned Parenthood places. Yeah. That, um, the, you the know. fake, the fake quote unquote abortion clinics that are there to make to you, talk watch. you out of the abortion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We, when you've got someone who's really seeking help and they're not getting both sides from an independent thinker, they're just getting the one side from someone who is very adamant that you will have this baby. Meanwhile, all the people who want these kids to be born are never lining up to adopt them. Oh no. There was a meme Judy posted yesterday about the lines at the uh of what was it it was the lines at the adoption agencies for the folks who you know are willing to adopt children from you know moral majority people you know yeah. it's like it's not and, there 
And the thing is, people who have power and have money will always manage to get these services. Oh, because they will they will fly to a place wherever they can get it. So the fact that they can't get it in their home state, it's not a big deal for them. They will fly their wife and or girlfriend, mistress, whatever. I can absolutely guarantee you that a certain percentage of the people writing these laws have been involved Mm -hmm. somehow in an abortion. Some way. And and this this is the horrifying thing of it. It is it is really to hit poor women who don't oh, have course. access to services. Well, it's don't just have access another form to, of oppression. Exactly, it it all is. But if they're coming for this, they're coming for the rest of us. That's my point about this. This is not just about a woman's right to her body. This is about all of our rights to do what we want to from here on out. Well, when, once you take one right away, mm-hmm. you can take any right away. It, it becomes and very it easy. Will yep. It will happen. It it never stops. No, you have to stand I, uh, up and stop it. You have to. I I have to admit that throughout most of like the last I don't know uh, decade or so, or since I since Roe v Wade was 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 passed, right? Like since that happened and. That's been longer I just than a sort decade, of thought, dude. yeah, I know, I know, but um, I'm just trying to organize my thoughts. Um, I always thought that once something happened, once the decision was made, everything like that, it's sort of like you know, once a once you're embedded, it's hard to get you out. Like you know, it's sort of like that mentality. But um, so I always kind of figured, just like a lot of other things that the that the right sort of like barks about getting rid of and doing this and that and stuff like it was just hot air right i just thought that it, i i actually and i think it speaks for a few quite a number of people that when mm-hmm. the decision was made uh that came out it was like recently that it was like oh my god i didn't think that this could actually happen mm-hmm. and and uh unfortunately uh i think you know both pre-pandemic and certainly during the pandemic, I've seen so many things happen that I never thought would happen uh, in a in a not positive sense regarding our country, regarding uh, our uh, our communities, regarding the world. Really, mm-hmm. that um, I, I, I it's like one of those things. It's like I should have seen it coming, but I I I was totally floored by it. And I don't know, it seemed like a lot of people were, and, and I sort of question like how we got to the point where we let it happen. And, and two, like, you know, what is it, is this, is this a snowball that's too big to like, you know, stop? It's it's easy to become (laughs) complacent. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, I wouldn't say it's hopeless, it because isn't. It it's not hopeless. It isn't is for, hopeless. for no, no. people to decide and, to to vote I, these people out. But and know, I know that we're going to talk about be willing to show up and do that. Yep. Right. And I know that we're going to talk about like you know things we can do in in future stuff like you know in the last in the last segment. But mm-hmm. uh, sort of like, um, let me ask you guys because were you guys actually surprised? that it happened or has this no. been something that you've no. been no. systematically I was like, not so surprised say, at all No, so you guys, considering who so, the last three justices who got named to the Supreme Court no not at all the it last three not justices were who, by the way all, every single one lied in the hearings yeah. yes. every one of them lied under mm-hmm. oath that Roe was settled law 
And every one of them were put up by the Federalist Society, which is a hardcore right-wing uh, think group, that these are the people who are going to get this abortion thing turned around in this country. And they were rubber stamped through by the GOP you know, majority. And now we're stuck with them forever. For, for life, unless Congress changes something, which looks mm-hmm. very unlikely. And then, of course, we got the other shocking thing that happened this past year, which was, oh, did anyone order a coup? <laughs> you know, no, no one well, saw Trump that. <laughs> yeah, no one saw that coming, that, that this man who's a complete egomaniac was going to try to hold power any way he possibly could. And I was like, I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, was just a, a matter of time. The news was televising January 6th, something that no American ever probably even knew happened. <laughs> in the procedural counting of the electoral votes because it always like oh we went to bed the night after the uh the election we woke up and we found mm-hmm. out who won this was a little stretched out because of the pandemic and i think everyone understood that but then once the votes were finally tallied and we discovered who won we got this whole breaking of political norms not accepting the results filing really pathetic lawsuits all over the country because because of whatever and then seeing the the rabid protesters come out like it's okay to protest but you kind of need to know your place when you when you hear these stories about these election poll workers being harassed ha- having well, there's people... protesting and there's harassing exactly that, that's there's a, a big thing. difference Total well we difference. we saw that all the way back in 2000 with george mm-hmm. w bush getting elected and Al Gore did the right thing by stepping aside and saying, for the good of the country, I concede. Finally. Right. It took a while, but we got there. And whether I agree with that or not, that's what the country has to do to move on. The fact that we were kind of in this limbo about, well, who's going to be president? And people saying, well, you know, on January 20th at 1201, if he's still in the White House, the military will escort him out. You know, I was like, that was actually said on the news, on CNN. It's like, oh, they're they're really oh, this is going to get ugly. And then January 6th happened. And it got uglier because he never conceded. And I'm not going to use the man's name because it causes my blood pressure to go up 25 points. And you don't need that so, right now. I don't need that. So when, when we're dealing with people who are in government who are just spout, we're in Orwellian times. And I know people use that word a lot. And some people don't know what it means. We are, we are being given lies as truth right now. Well, and, and also, we're being expected to believe it. Right. In, in order to be a civil society, you have to agree to be a civil society. Mm-hmm. And if a certain percentage are not agreeing, and it doesn't even have to be the majority, it no. just has to be a very vocal minority. Mm-hmm. Well, then everything starts falling apart. And, and we're seeing that happen because denial is a weapon. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's it denying. I mean, it works for gay rights too. If you want, if we ever get back to that that topic, mm-hmm. when you're denying gay people exist, when you're saying things like, "Well, you decided to be gay," mm-hmm. you know that 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 you made that thing. choice. That's right. on you. you that's your, that's your you fault. Really wanted to. Well, that that know? kind of erasure. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a very dangerous path to walk down because that is not reality and no. it's never going to be reality. And it only leads to suffering and oppression. Yep. It's and I feel the same way about I'm going to speak for our trans brothers and sisters for a minute here. I hate our own community when it comes to some people and the way we treat the trans community. The T is not bloody silent. They are part of us. 
they go with us we fall or we stand together that is the way it is absolutely and and if someone says that they're a he him or they're a she her or they they're a they them and if you don't respect that that is inappropriate well it all comes back to autonomy Totally. If this person wants to be called, I don't care. Call me Sheila, spank me twice. I don't care. (laughs) If if that's what I want and you can't address me the way I want to be addressed, you have no place in my world. You have no place in my universe because you're not accepting my basic autonomy as a person to to declare this is who I am. This is my identity and this is the way I'm going to live my life. And that's where that is. I think and that I, happens I the, with the asexual community totally. also. And it happens with the bisexual community too, because if a bisexual gets married to someone of the opposite sex, then there's bi erasure. I know plenty of people who like both genders. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Just mm-hmm. because they're married to someone of the opposite sex doesn't make them any less bisexual. They are part of our community. In fact, I have a hard time now believing people are 100% straight or 100% gay because I meet so many people who are like shades of the rainbow. They're all over the place. And we need to accept them all equally. I I don't care what you are. I I want... As long as you're happy, that's all it should be. In in my world, it's okay to be a diesel dyke. It's okay to be a leather guy. It's okay to be the flamiest drag queen you've ever seen in your life. I don't care. Just be a good person. Yes. I mean, rigidity, (laughs) forcing people into certain roles Mm -hmm. is always going to be a problem because nobody is going to fit into Mm -hmm. a role. That's just not the way human beings work. Human beings are always going to be shades. There is, there is no, you cannot point to someone and say they are the perfect representation of Of anything, of of anything. anything. (laughs) Except maybe, it, Ru- maybe RuPaul, maybe right. RuPaul, but that's about it. Because it just doesn't work that way. And we need to accept that. I mean, mm-hmm. gay people need to accept that too, totally. because our community has sometimes treated certain people within it in a very damaging way. Yeah, And, it's, and it's insane because mm-hmm. that we, we just have to, you know, accept reality. Well, People it was, never it was interesting. I went to the LGBT parade at Little Five Points last year. And or it was 2019, sorry. Um, and basically, they uh, there was a float with some polyamorous couples on mm-hmm. it, you know, and everything. And people were booing them that they were they shouldn't have been at that parade and everything. And yeah, see, that, that's they, insane. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't because care either. that happens, you know, in their bedroom. I don't care. No, <laughs> I don't care. No, and, call you yourself should. what you want to care are you a exactly. good person yes or no I mean, are, you, it, it is are, you, are you a good person are you good to your family are you good right. to your kids you know it you is, the height, it is yeah. the height of selfishness exactly. Exactly. to be presented with something to your face totally. when you know when somebody comes to you and they're with the people they love and they say we're polyamorous and you start ragging on them and say well you can't be because that's not a thing. That's not. Or a that's thing. not the right thing. And they're standing right there in front of you, so it's obviously reality because they're right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, remember last year when we did Angels in America for Pride, and the, the, the quote is, "Oh, we don't believe in homosexuals." Like, oh, we don't believe in Mormons. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 
that that's where that argument is it's like it doesn't matter what you believe or not believe it, that we exist we're here we're people you know well exactly I, it, it doesn't matter whether you understand it. Mm-hmm. It no, doesn't matter whether you can identify with it. It does not require your understanding. <laughs> None of us do. I don't have to understand the straight couple next to me with five kids. I don't need to understand that. That's their life. Right. It I, just I, I is. Wish, <laughs> I wish the toddler would be quiet, but that's it. You know? <laughs> I, you know, it it doesn't matter at the end of the day. As long as we we need to treat each other with more tolerance, more acceptance and more love in our society. When, when you see people on TikTok, and you don't know if it's like, you know, staged or not, but you see someone, usually a privileged person of Caucasian descent, go up to someone who is not of Caucasian descent, yelling at them that they don't belong in this country. I don't know where the hell that is coming from right now. I don't. Nope. I have no clue. Unless, no clue. Um, unless you're Indian or Native American, exactly. you don't belong in this country. Get out. Get, to get out I'm sure, I'm sure Native American people would love for us to leave. Well, yeah. I don't us, blame totally. them. I don't blame them either. We've done horrible things. Horrible things. And I, I'm, you know, the fact that they want to, like, smooth over all this stuff because it might upset the kids that, oh, we're guilty of genocide. I'm like, we have to remember our history. No, you need to tell order... the kids we're guilty of genocide. Yeah. yeah. Be- because history is not pretty. History is not a pretty thing. It's not a repeating of history. It's a recycling of history. The, the players will be changed, but the acts will be the same. And I we'll mean, ask we'll ourselves. That way unless we learn. And the only won't. way to learn is, is to be realistic about it and to and, tell the truth. And this is why we watched Cabaret as part of the Rainbow Room Project. Because mm. Cabaret is that warning to everyone that fascism can creep up anywhere right in front of your eyes when you're not paying attention, when you're being distracted. We have the ability to stop this. We have the ability to say, no, we're not going to take it anymore. And we have the ability to put these people back in their places and send them back to the shadows where they belong. Look at what happened in Germany in the 1920s when Hitler started mm-hmm. coming into power. Oh, he's a nothing. His he's a little part. It's a little party. It won't ever go anywhere. And look what happened. Yep. And, and they tried to stage a yeah. coup, and they didn't get punished, right? And then they came back stronger than ever. Right. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's personally the thing. my favorite TV show this year has been the January Sixth Committee. That show. There have been some good hearings. Is amazing. And I will never agree with Liz Cheney on 95 things out of 100. Okay, don't get me wrong. But I do have to say thank you for, like, you know, being a voice in this issue. And same for Representative Kinzinger, who didn't run again because he knew he was going to get primaried out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of them are the only Republicans with any cojones to stand up and say, no, our country matters more than our party. And I think that that is not something to be saluted in my mind that's the lowest bar and the rest of the republicans should have been with them on that it should always be country first not duty to the party because that sounds slightly doesn't it doesn't it sound a little you know you know what i'm saying (laughs) it it sounds a little hmm. and of course we and don't don't look it up on youtube do not look it up on youtube don't 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 do a google search so I, i i we have a lot of problems to take care of in this country, but I have some hope. 
and I have I have I have hope that we will get through this as a country and come out the other side more unified than ever. But I think it is going to take some time, and I think it's going to be a rough time ahead for all of us. Oh, I think I it's going to get a lot more ugly before it gets mm-hmm. better. I and think the next 20 years or so, depending upon what happens in these next two elections, the next 20 years or so are going to be some rough, rough seas to navigate. It's going to be very interesting, too, to see what happens if it goes the way I'm hoping it's not. And, you know, what's going to happen to the country in itself? Mm-hmm. Is it going to pull itself apart? Is it going to, you know, or we're going to get separatists or we're going to start getting terrorist attacks. We already have that. I know, but it's interesting. They, (laughs) when white nationalists or, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't call it terrorist attacks. I know. Isn't that interesting? It is a terrorist attack. If you're a white nationalist and you, you carry a gun around with you because you feel unsafe in the Walmart. Sorry, dude. Uh, Or you go into an elementary school and blow away. Oh my God. That horrifying thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, This is what gets me is that we we know what these problems are and we can't get our elected officials to address them because they either don't have the courage or they don't have the will. Either or, maybe a combo of both. Or they take the money from the, you know, that's, that's a whole different other, story. That's, yeah. the, other, yeah. that's the other For side greed, of that coin. Greed has a lot to do with it. A lot to do with mm-hmm. it. A lot to do with it. But we are we are a proud people, our people. Atlanta Pride is coming up. I think it's um, October 5th through the 7th. Correct me if I'm wrong. So woo, we'll be out and partying. I want everyone to be safe out there, obviously, when we go out and party. I'm very happy the Atlanta Eagles reopening in a new place. Uh, what used to be Midtown Moon is getting uh, the Eagle now since they're no longer in their Ponce de Leon address. So you can't go to the bar and then go get Krispy Kremes because that burned down too, uh, you know. So um, let me a, ask you a question. Yes, Mary, ask away. Would Would you say compare yourself to say, I don't know, some sometime before Trump came along? Would you, you say you, you feel <laughs> un, unsafe, more unsafe now than you have in say the last five ten years? I. I Mm, that's a good question. I felt unsafe under Bush the second. Mm-hmm. I felt safer under Clinton. And I think that was just because um, for a while, the, the Republican Party was distracted by all of the Clinton shenanigans and they weren't focusing on us. Right. That's true. <laughs> um, it was like it was handy to have a shield, you know, Ooh, look, Whitewater. Yay, they're going to ignore us for a while. But I, I lost all sense of safety um, outside of the HIV AIDS debacle which was still going on at the time when we had a referendum in Georgia and the gay, the anti-gay marriage amendment passed 80 to 20. Yeah. And, and, when, and when you realize that when you're walking down the street, four people out of five think you shouldn't have the right to be with the one you love that resets your zeitgeist in your head, because now you have an actual demonstration of people's hate for you. Period. So, at that point, I've never felt safe in my country after that. Now, I felt safer, right? There have been certainly areas, I, I would say, when President Obama was president, things felt a little better because, again, the Republicans were just focused on him. The Republican Party, to me, is, is, a, is a party of obstructionism, mm-hmm. making 
other people feel better about themselves by putting other people down and blaming all the problems on them and not putting the blame where it really belongs, which is typically on their constituents for a lot of what goes on. Now, not everybody can be a nuclear scientist and not everybody can be a brain surgeon. We all have a, we all have a part to play in our society. But that doesn't mean that just because you're Caucasian that you should be higher up in the echelon than say someone who is of a different melanin tone than you, who is a brain surgeon and has done all that work to get to where they are and has applied themselves and worked probably, you know, 20 hour days to get to where they are, as opposed to just getting their GED and working wherever they can because they, they didn't get skilled or educated enough. And, well, I, th I think blame, you know, blame is a key word there mm -hmm, because yep. I think that's how fascism grows mm -hmm. is by finding a group that you can blame for exactly. all your problems. And it's various groups throughout history. It, it, you know, sometimes it's gay people, sometimes it's people of color, sometimes it's mm -hmm. women, some, whatever. Sometimes it's the tribe, you know, and the island next to you. Mm -hmm. But the whole point is that instead of dealing with your problems from the ground up, you just find somebody to blame because you that's the easy thing to do. It's easy and it helps you avoid taking personal responsibility. Exactly. Right. And so, we as a culture, I, I think, have been moving away from responsibility. Mm -hmm rather well, than towards it look at our leader for the past four years right exactly <laughs> i mean i if anyone taught us anything about ignoring personal responsibility and obfuscating and delaying and not owning up to the truth wow they, they say all politicians lie yeah they do to some degree or another but i don't think this this other person knows a sentence of the truth uh, no, except except for maybe I take the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> I think he knows that sentence pretty well by now. Um, but he uses but yeah. his mind to change things. He does. Yes, he does. Uh, but I said it in my mind. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> <laughs> you weak-minded fool. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that is. But I have, I have, I have hope for us. I do. I want us to be. Um, I really want to see our community come together like we did during the AIDS crisis. I really wanted to see us move as one. And I think sometimes it's hard to get rid of the party culture for the, for the younger guys for a bit. And they need to snap to and understand that they're, they're going to be fighting for their lives in a hot minute. And they're not prepared to, I don't think, I think they've had it. I don't want to say too easy. Uh, we earned all those victories, you know, for the community as a whole, regardless of age. And I think those victories are very um, well-earned, but they could be ripped away from us at any moment. And that's the fight we're going to have to have in the future. And on that nice. segue... <laughs> Freedom is fragile, everybody. Freedom is. you got to fight for it every day. Exactly. Every day. Do not take it for granted, folks. None, too many don't. people do. Don't. Too many people do. I visited multiple countries, and what we have here is pretty good compared to a lot of other places. Mm -hmm. And... You know, for me, for me to say that it's pretty, you know, well, in that case, we'll wrap this baby up and then we'll talk about the future. <laughs> hey. 
Hey everybody, Michelle here with an Iconic Rock Talk Show moment. An upcoming press conference in Berlin on October 4th is expected to be the announcement of a new album and tour from Depeche Mode. Of course, it'll be their first one since the passing of Andy Fletcher last May. Uh, Dave Gann and Martin Gore recently posted a picture of themselves working in the studio. It said they were finding stability in what we know and love and focusing on what gives life meaning and purpose. So we will be waiting for that information. And Nothing Compares, a 97-minute documentary about the life and career of Sinead O'Connor, will be released in theaters for one week on September 23rd in New York and L.A. That will qualify it for Academy Award consideration. Uh, This is just ahead of the September 30th uh, premiere on Showtime for streaming and on demand. It was directed by Catherine Ferguson, and it traces her rise uh, to global fame after the release of Nothing Compares to You and then that uh, dramatic fall from grace as she refused to play the game um, in the years that followed. And it's never too early to talk about the holidays and Black Friday. Costco has their Christmas decorations up, so of course it's time to talk about the holidays. Um, Rhino Records has announced their scheduled releases for the upcoming Record Store Day Black Friday, which is November 25th. Uh, Among the selections are The Cure, Wish 30th Anniversary Edition, uh, double album picture disc for the first time ever just for Record Store Day Black Friday, um, with remastered audio by Robert Smith and Miles Scholl at Abbey Road. Uh, the Doors, Paris Blues, Duran Duran Live at Hammersmith, 1982, Eric Burden and War, Complete Vinyl Collection, uh, Fleetwood Mac, The Alternate Collection, Grateful Dead, Wembley Empire Pool in London, um, Madonna, Celebration of the 40th Anniversary of Everybody, And Todd Rundgren, a four-album box set on colored vinyl of Something Anything, the 50th Anniversary Edition. For more information, go to rhino.com. And for information about Record Store Day, this is the first, earliest I've ever given out this address, uh, recordstoreday.com. We will catch you next time. At the 42 Cast, we want to bring you everything. And that's why we've jam-packed the next few months with as much as we can. You not only get the same reviews, topics, and interviews that you did before, you also get screen reads where we compare a movie to its source material, or role models where we talk about tabletop gaming. It's never been a more exciting time to check out our show. It's your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything, so why not check it out? We can be found on most podcasting platforms, and we are a proud member of the ESO Network. Everybody, we are back. Woohoo! Yay! Grab your disco whistles. Whoop, whoop. We're gonna have some fun. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Um, so I, I just wanted to look up the dates for Atlanta Pride is going to be October eighth and 9th here in Atlanta, Georgia. Obviously, duh. Uh, lots of fun. Piedmont Park. There'll be a parade. I mean, it's usually a great time. There's a lot of great music in the park. And that kind of thing. It's it's fun. It's fun. Bring a couple of dollars to donate to the Pride Committee. They appreciate that. There's a lot of there's a lot of good food out there at the at the park, and a lot of merchants as well to buy like rainbow stuff and that kind of stuff. It's fun. Uh, if you've not been and you are straight, 
you, you may come if you're respectful. If you decide not to be respectful, then get out of the park. It's yeah. not your time. It's our time. Um, I think it's not fair. your party. It's not your mm -hmm. party. It's like it's like going to like um, <laughs> any other, you know, uh, cordoned off group of people's party, and then being obnoxious about, "Whoa, why are all the people up here?" You know, no. Be nice. Just be, be nice. Kind. Be kind. Be be gentle. Be be good to each other. The Bill and Ted rule, you know, party on dudes, but be excellent to one another. That's that's the rule. I, I think as we're moving into the future, obviously this next election is going to be huge for us. The midterm is huge. And I've been looking at data because I'm a bit of a political nerd. Yeah, especially in this state. Oh, yeah. Right? Because oh, yeah. Uh, because I think, you know, I think uh a lot of us at least on on our side of the fence that uh um i mean to the left uh <laughs> that uh <laughs> that um yeah. uh Be careful, you know, we Mike. really we were happy that we were able Mike, to turn we, things this isn't your coming out party i don't know if you got <laughs> <No>. them out <laughs> uh but we were able to turn things around in the presidential election mm -hmm. uh to put a stop to the previous administration as as much as we could obviously the damage has been done right like that four damage, years yeah. was like so much damage more so than i think that uh, uh, we had taken many 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 steps back right mm -hmm. yes um so and and as much as you know we voted for this administration that's in that's now there with biden and everything i feel like i feel like his he's not they're not doing enough like i feel like it's too they're too quiet like it's not it, you know, i could be wrong so um and i know in this state we've got like at least two seats uh that are really really important deciders that are going to predict that are gonna like yeah foretell what's gonna happen in the future mm -hmm. period because this state was a big factor uh in the presidential election yeah we were i i think Last... Do you guys feel like this administration's not not helping enough? No, I, I think they're helping. I think they've done a lot. I think Congress has actually pulled a lot of good moves lately. Um, I, of course, I would like to see them do more. Uh, they're hamstrung by a 50-50 Senate, you know, which, which most people don't understand. That means nothing's going to get done. Rule. And the filibuster rule. Um, and and the, the thing used to be, well, if you take away the filibuster, we'll take it away on our side when we get control again, and then we'll stop Planned Parenthood. Well, that's 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 a done deal now. Yeah, I mean, it happened, Dobbs, it happened anyway. Yeah, Dobbs has solved that. So the filibuster not being there, yeah, the filibuster is no longer a filibuster like people think, like Mr. Smith goes to Washington, if you've seen that movie. You no longer have to stand up and talk mm -hmm. for hours and days on end. All you have to do is say, yeah, I filibuster, and that's it. No, no, I, I think if you're going to filibuster a bill, you need to yeah, you stand go there. Work for it. You yep. need to talk, mm -hmm. because this is too easy. I filibuster. That's too easy. No, I want McConnell to stand on his 80-something-year-old hips <laughs> for hours on end and filibuster those bills if he wants it bad enough. And I would say the same on my side. That's the thing. I believe both sides should act the same way. That's what you want to do, filibuster the bill. But that means you're going to start reading out of the, the old white pages if you can find a copy. You know, mm -hmm. I don't care what you're doing, but if you want to run off the clock, you better run it out in a noble way, not a stupid way. Um, not a cowardly uh, way. Not a cowardly way. The, the interesting data about what happened in the presidential election here in Georgia is the fact that when they went to look at that, and obviously the votes have been really scoured through for some strange reason, 
three hand recounts, people. Um, they discovered that a lot of Republicans didn't vote for president. They mm-hmm. voted for the senator candidate, but they didn't vote for president. They couldn't bring themselves to hit that to vote button. For, for him. 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 Him um, who shall not be named. Yeah. So they didn't. Well, we don't. Vote for we him. don't talk about her either, though. No, so anymore. No, we, we don't either. Um, so that that was how he got so many votes. Because if you remember the Senate races, they went to a runoff. Both mm-hmm. of them did. Right. So yes. they were much closer than the presidential race. And then I think he he tanked the president. He tanked the Senate races by coming back and saying the stuff that he did in a very strong red area. And then all of us who got blue got our hankles up and said, oh, no, we're not letting this happen. And we, we mm-hmm. delivered the Senate to Democratic senators. Thank God. Um, I think this year we have to act like he is on the ballot. And we have to act like our rights are on the ballot. And well, if we don't to... act that way, we're going to pay a big penalty for it. Well, you because really have to go up against – he is on the ballot, dude. Mm-hmm. He has handpicked certain candidates mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be running, mm-hmm. and they've gotten – you see signs on the side of the road, endorsed by Trump, you know, yep. and mm-hmm. – oops, sorry, I said the name. You but... did three times, and he gets summoned. I'm telling you. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> I've seen no. Beetlejuice. I know how this works. I don't have enough sea salt and sage in this studio to take care of that problem. Okay. But yeah, but you see it all the time. You see, you you know, and so we, you have to go up against these candidates. But I'm saying you have to be energized. You have to be as, as, you know, involved as you were before when he was actually on the ballot. You can't pretend that he's not on the ballot. You have to imagine that he's, he is coming back. You know, it's like, we vanquished the vampire, but now we have to stake the vampire. We've got to do – this is a multiple boss fight. It's quite, We're in stage quite, two. Quite <laughs> offensive. To, it, that's quite offensive to vampires everywhere. Well, I, 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 I that, that is, That's yeah, the awful. The vampire community. I apologize. getting to, put down. I apologize oh, to the Count on Sesame Street. <laughs> but I will never apologize to those Twilight Sparklers. That is one. One. So I, I mean, people don't want to show up for the midterms. It is yep. it is hard to round people up and get them to vote in the midterms. It always is. And I hope people understand how important it is this year because there is so much on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, the actual direction of the country for years to come is on the, is line. On the line. Dobbs has created such a furor among women who may not have voted Democratic before, but are this time, according to what the polls are saying, because they don't think that you should take their autonomy away. I don't it's believe the polls anymore. It's always harder to take rights That's, away than to give yeah. them. Exactly. You have to fight for rights. I know. But that, was... that 80s song was not lying. You've got to fight for your right. <laughs> That's the way it is. But the thing is, I don't believe in the polls anymore. I don't go by that. I've know. never been polled, ever. Take that how you will. I was going to to make a comment there, Darren. I was going (laughs) to. So I I don't believe in the polls. That's not what was written on the bathroom all day. I do think Kansas Kansas. was an indicator. Oh my God. When Kansas came down, the almost the reddest of the red states, and they, (laughs) they rejected that abortion ban. I was like, Oh my God, maybe there's hope after all. That was one of the key things that gave me hope. And then there was a, congressional rep in 
New York who won in a traditionally Republican yes. district, and that Democrat won. And I'm like, oh, people are ticked. I, 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 there is something about a Supreme Court overreach. You, you heard about this way before where we think the court might have overreached on this decision, blah, blah, blah. They overreached on the Dobbs decision big time. And Roberts was trying to pull them back from this precipice. And they're like, no. And they had five justices ready to sign off on it. Roberts is the sixth conservative-ish vote. And you have three liberals. Mm -hmm. So you can't say the Supreme Court is not a political body now. It is. It's completely a political body. Oh, it absolutely is. So yes, very much so. This, this is our, our bigger problem is those folks are elected for their lifetimes. Right. I mean, this is not about the rule of law. No. This has nothing to do with the rule of law. Not at all. This has everything to do with political bias and racism and sexism. And homophobia and, and xenophobia. Homophobia. And, and I mean the list goes on all the phobias yeah. oppression. oppression oppression and cruelty oppression as long as you're not a white straight man who's a christian and by christian i mean probably protestant i mean in florida <laughs> oh my god I, I live in florida you want to talk about you know he who should not be named seriously yet, you know i'm gonna name him because i want people to know that ron Ooh. desantis is i hope those migrants get every dollar out of his butt I really do, because that was cruel. That was, it was just, just blatant cruel. cruelty. No one can argue that that was not one of the cruelest things and this that is what's a happened. politician could do. Yeah, this is what's happened to the GOP. It is now, who can be the biggest bully? Who can be the cruelest? Yes. Who can do this to these people and get away with it? That's where we are. We have some reps who we, we don't need to name them, but they say horrible things. We have people who use media to say horrible things about people they don't know. Several of them are now in court dealing with all the millions of dollars they're going to have to pay out for saying these things. But let's mention a guy who made a career about it who is no longer with us, Mr. Limbaugh. Remember him? Oh, God. But that's the thing. He's dead now. I loved it when he got thrown off. He's dead now, but his legacy is not dead. Well, his legacy is not dead, but of course, no one has anything good to say about him. He's dead. That's it. He brought nothing positive to the discussion. And the same thing for these people. I hate to say. The same thing. These are people who are not being constructive. They're not helping to solve the country's problems. And they don't deserve our time and our media attention. They, they, they really need to be thrown out of office and, and shunned for some of their attitudes. They really do. And and that's just where that is. And I think what we're going, what we're seeing is, as the baby boomers unfortunately have to leave us because age is a thing, and the kids coming up from Generation Y and Z are beginning to vote, we're going to see our hope come back because these kids don't care. We just have to get them to vote. Gen X never had the political power of the baby boomers or the generations after us. There weren't enough of us to take control. That's why you hardly see any any politicians in our age group right. there because <laughs> there was no there, no one's going to vote for us. They voted for the old guys until they died, and then their son took over, and everyone went, "Yeah, well, he's familiar, or whatever." You know, um, the fact that Alaska said yes to a Democrat 
for the first time in 50 years yes gives me hope yeah there i mean there are glimmers of hope mm-hmm. and, and they I, don't have to stop there it's, no i mean if that can happen in kansas and alaska in that district mm-hmm. in new york there is no reason why it cannot happen in other places the thing exactly. is people so cannot get s- placent that's the thing no you can't get complacent no. you have yeah. to vote you can't say, oh, well, the polls say we're going to win by five points, so don't bother. No, you need to go vote. If you have a friend who is not registered, get them registered. I don't care. Get them registered to vote. If they need a drive to the polls, you get them transportation to the polls. But you Georgia, can't bring them water in some no, areas. But Georgia has made it so difficult for people to get out and vote oh. now. So very difficult. There are people waiting eight to 10 hours in line to vote now and that is absolutely ridiculous absolutely ridiculous in in our state we we have a good amount of people here you need to make poll you need to make voting something that automatically happens i think it was oregon maybe it was washington where they said if you if you get a driver's license or a state issued id you're automatically registered for to vote and they don't purge their poll their their voter rolls like georgia is infamous for so even if you are registered to vote right now you need to check and make sure you're still yeah, you registered keep to on vote. top of it yeah it's exactly. like, I mean, it's, like you, your, it's like your hotel reservation for dragon con you got to check on that baby every month <laughs> it was, it was to come to the part where when you get to the poll and you say what, what? i registered in the primary yeah what? exactly i voted yeah. in the primary oh but you're not oh. here anymore sir yeah, you're not on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Double check. Because, yeah, because that's the one thing that happened in Georgia. It was an after mm-hmm. the ripple effect from what happened with the president. I, uh, immediately, they're like, how can we close that door and make sure it doesn't happen yep. again? So if that and, does and, happen, ask for a provisional ballot. Ask for a provisional yeah. ballot and, and cast it anyway at that point. Mm-hmm. Record what occurs, even though you can't use your cell phone inside a polling place. Isn't that a convenient law, folks? Mm-hmm. Um but you record it and you, you get a hold of um, the national voting rights. They'll probably send you to the ACLU or whatever's, whatever local org is handling the complaints right. because there are, and don't be intimidated by poll watchers. If you have people who are like at the door of, of your poll, you are allowed to vote if you are in line before the closing time. Mm-hmm. That's Do not the let them talk you out of it. Don't uh-huh. let them talk you out of getting out of line. Stay there. Like I am here to vote, period. And don't listen to them if they say, "Oh, wait, the line ends here. You, no. You're too late." No, no it's it's no, six fifty nine. That way, it is six fifty nine. I'm allowed to be in line. You need to move the end of the line behind me and whoever else is going to be here in the next thirty five seconds. Period. So, so it's difficult for me because I'm in the sort of the eye of the hurricane that is the Georgia election. Mm-hmm. Um, for me to, I mean, I've seen things outside but and i know that there's a couple of races in particular i mean look they're all important and and one thing that i will suggest to people is that if you're gonna go vote which you should do you should absolutely need to do look at who's running before Mm -hmm. you go in there because a lot of people just look at the headline names and then don't pay attention to the rest um i mean everybody on that ballot is important uh so make sure you look at all that but so we've got we've got a, a, a on a national level, you know, we've got the that Senate seat open, um, or sorry, the House seat open, and then we've got the the governorship. Um, as far as nationwide, is there any other race in 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 other states that are key? Do you think? 
I, I think we need, I think the Dems need to keep the Senate for sure. Um, the, the question is going to be how well they do in the House. Yeah, it, it is quite possible that we'll lose the House. Mm-hmm. At which point the January 6th committee's work will stop immediately once they are seated in January, which is why the January 6th committee's got to get everything done and do the referrals before the end of the term, the end of the year. Because we both know uh, Cheney and Kinzinger will not be on that committee after the end, the end of the year. So they've, mm-hmm. got, they've got to deal with that. So they've got to get their report written. They've got to get it published. They've got to get it out there, period. And I think they've done a very good job of, of explaining how everything was constructed and how it wasn't just like a rally that got out of control, that this was actually a plan. I, I'm thinking that was the most amazing part of what they've done is that they explained it A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It was I was like, why do we need so many hearings about just a bunch of people who tried to overthrow the government? No, no, it was a plan. And all that stuff that you kind of thought might have happened, actually, they they strung everything together really nicely. <laughs> this led to that, which led to that, which led to that. As, as a sci-fi fan and a political fan, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. They, they've explained it. This explains it to everybody without needing cliff notes. You've got the testimony right there. This is, and the brilliant thing that they did is they've only used, for the most part, testimony from Republicans. This is, this is what happened, except for like some of the people who were like poll workers who may have been Democratic or whatnot. Most of the people they interviewed were Republicans in that. I, I, I think we've got a big – that's going to be the big one to watch is the House. I think the Senate, mm-hmm. we're going to be fine. I certainly um, think Reverend Warnock has done a great job. And I hope he gets to continue to do a great job. And I certainly hope that Ms. Abrams is able to swing a victory um, based upon my personal leanings towards having a government that's not going to try to lock me up at some point because I'm gay. Um, that's just where I am with that. Um, it's kind of funny. As an LGBTQer, I thought you didn't have a choice about how to vote. You typically voted Democrat because you didn't want to have to deal with all the oppression. But there mm-hmm. are some of us who still vote Republican, and it drives me nuts. Oh yeah, the log cabin Republicans mm-hmm. have very much still exist. How how they reconcile that within themselves? I, I don't do know. They not must really know. hate themselves. Internalized homophobia is the only yeah. way I can go with that, and it's it's sad, but um, that's just the way it is because you you don't want to vote for a party that is in their platform to outlaw your your existence. Exactly. I mean, that, that's we just want where to that erase is. Your exi- existence. And, and, and everyone's like, "Well, you're going to be a Democrat, aren't you?" Uh, well. Yeah, because there's not a choice that I'm given, you know, but even if I wasn't LGBTQ and I'm looking at the platforms, I'm like, I don't want a con man in charge of my government. Right. Just don't. I don't want people who have to cheat to win. And I would like to have an actual platform. Mm hmm. I, I would like to I would like to have an actual platform. It's funny. It's like you'll get higher taxes with blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, and the higher taxes yeah. that they're putting on people are are for people making four hundred thousand and more, Bubba. Yeah. When you make yeah, four hundred thousand dollars, you give me a call. <laughs> I, I, I would uh, like people to just actually do their job. Yeah, with, with that with that broken down car refreshing. in your driveway, you tell me when you get enough money to fix that, and we'll talk about your higher tax rate. Yeah, I don't think uh, I've ever seen taxes go down. So it's that's just inevitable. Ever. No matter yeah. no matter who's in charge, they're yeah, always right. going to go up. I mean, you know, sales tax typically is way higher in states without a, a state income tax 
because they've got to make up the revenue. Yeah, right? there's always well, a tax one way or another. There's always a tax. Sure. So, but, I mean, the important oh, thing oh, is, you'll what pay. is that money being spent on? That's the, that's you'll the get a tax. You'll well. get a tax. Everyone exactly. will get a tax. <laughs> so, so, so the fact that taxes will go up, that's not a big deal to me. I'm like, how are we treating our people? Exactly. Well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And all this garbage they put out every mm-hmm. year, it's like... Oh, so and so supported this. Uh, you know, it's like I'm like, you know. good, thank you, yeah. thanks for letting <laughs> me know <laughs> they supported that. Heck yeah, that's great. Yeah, I saw a commercial today where uh, Stacey Abrams was talking to Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. and Whoop- Whoopi says, "So you want to be you want to be president someday?" And Stacey <laughs> Abrams says, "Yes, I would." And then there's like this ominous music. Dun, dun, dun. Like that's the worst thing she could have said. And I'm like, well, that well, actually, that commercial says a lot. That a does. black woman, all, all she did was say, yes, I'd like to be president. And that's the whole basis of your commercial. That That's yep. the fear. Mm-hmm. You know, the and, majority and, in power. And that works. The fear out there. Because Florida has a huge amount of white nationalist groups embedded in it currently. Huge. Oh, God, yes. That's where the Proud Boys leader was uh, living, or still well, is living. So does South Georgia, dude. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is just the world we're in, and we've we got to get people over this. Do, do Racism really is not though, a way for us to go forward as a country. Are we, are we at the point where ads really will do will sway anybody? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I doubt I, it. <laughs> I know we have the infamous <laughs> ind- independent, you know, I just think it's to put the names out there more. It's it's to remind you of who's actually running, you know, than anything else. And then to say, well, this person's awful. Well, this person's worse, you know, that kind of thing. Because uh, I've I've not seen a positive political campaign work in my lifetime. Oh my honestly. god, I am so sick of watching YouTube right now because of mm-hmm. all the political ads. I am this before. close to paying for the uh, ad free. Oh, it, it, yeah. It's going to get worse. It's oh, yeah. going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Before it gets better, I can't wait uh, for cause... the political ads to come to Disney Plus. That'll be fun. <laughs> no, I don't pay for commercials on Disney Plus. Thank God. Exactly. So, no. <laughs> no. But it, it's interesting too because there's a lot on the line here in the midterms, mm-hmm. and usually, you know, every election should count. It's your right as an American citizen. I know we have a lot of international people listening to our shows, but as an American citizen. You're born with the right to vote, and it should be an honor to vote every mm-hmm. couple of years or whatever. Not You shouldn't take it for granted. Oh, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. Yes, or it does. Whatever. Oh, it does. We found out. If we, if you know, we have not, say, if we have not figured say. that out yet. Those three yeah, days I, I waiting for Georgia to come in. <laughs> oh, I yeah. when they were doing the count, I stayed up all night. I was up you know, all night. Upside, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, we're 200 votes behind. We're 200 votes behind. I was, like, live streaming it on Twitter and Facebook that day. I'm like, yeah, oh, my I God, here we are. Oh, my God, we won. Ah! You know, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was great. And, of course, the recounts were going to come because we were. it was so close. Sure. But had you told me we were going to go blue? I wouldn't have believed you because we've been red since Clinton and not just slightly red, like strongly red. But I I think what's happened now is Atlanta forgot to tell people that we're full and we've got more people living in uh, a metro area now than ever before. And those people have switched their political thinking because they now understand what it's like to live in a city. They understand what it's like to live in an urban area and their priorities have shifted. 
and that's where that is. You, you have suburban families who want to who take care of their kids, but they also understand that if you don't take care of the people around you as well, that's going to bleed into your community. And that's not pretty. We have to take care of people, even people unable to take care of themselves. That's, that's our obligation as human beings to each other, honestly. It and amazes that, me. That's the hallmark of just being a good yeah. person. Not, not to mention the fact that at some point you're going to need somebody to take care of you. Yep. That karma um, will come around. It absolutely will. That karma yeah. will come around in a heartbeat. You're completely right. You are mm-hmm. so right, guys. And you know what? That's one of the things you have to have hope for is mm-hmm. maybe people will get it through their thick head. And it's not all just about them. Mm-hmm. It's about everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about the – and, you know – if I hear somebody else say, because I say stuff like that, oh, damn hippie love favor, what are you talking about? You know, and it, but it's true. It is. It's all about. I'm not a being, hippie. I still believe that. Yeah. No. Oh, I know you're not a hippie. Trust me. I know. I don't, I don't, I, there's not a tube of patchouli in my house, dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, no. Ixnay on no, the patchouli. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I think you're right, Mike, because, yeah, I mean, you hear it all the time, especially from, you know, the other side. It's like, uh, you know, whenever uh, a celebrity or uh, someone with a voice speaks out, it's like, oh, who are they? And like, look, we're just four podcasters here. Right. Mm -hmm. So but we don't pretend to be anything more. We're but we're but that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about it. Like whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a plumber, whether you're a custodian, whether you're an actress, no matter who you are, you have a right in this country and you have a vote and a voice and that's what it should be use it folks this is yeah. what it's use all it about or lose it i mean exactly. yeah, literally and literally there, Absolutely, there are literally. there are people out there who want you to lose it yeah that's the thing that's they their are they are fighting very hard for you to lose it so that means you have to fight harder to keep it there, there were there have been political conversations and i kid you not recently about stripping con- contraception from drugstore shelves because contraception should be controlled no condoms and Mm. that'll all be gone if that if that passes there's been talk about you know this country was a lot better before we gave women the right to vote Mm -hmm. that was actually a real political conversation that occurred not a fakey satire one Uh, it you have to stand up and protect your rights or your rights will be taken from you that's just what is about on our doorstep right now we saw we, we have a group of people in this country who believe that their way is the right way and they don't care about the facts and they don't care about the rule of law and they will do whatever it takes to get to where they want to be. And that what we saw on January 6th was a dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Hands may tell could be very scary and real. Gilead. Gilead could be coming. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a beautiful thing about Margaret Atwood's book is she she put everything she put in that book was something that had happened in real life on this planet beforehand none of that stuff that happened in that book was fake that was all Mm. real human events that she put together in her dystopia to say this would be horrible if everything happened at one time wouldn't it and she's damn well right (laughs) yeah i I remember when i read that book the first time many many years ago Mm -hmm. and thinking you know it had been marketed as a as a fantasy book basically you know alternative reality and i'm reading this and i'm and i'm and the whole time i'm going this is this is life this is the world this is what is happening now yep dystopia blah 
Mm. You're in it. Totally. Mm-hmm. We are we are in it right now. Wake up and smell the coffee. We're in yeah. it. Yeah. It's not coming. It's here. It's here. <laughs> it's here. It's here. Yeah. When when you have a president who says, Can't can't we shoot the protesters of the Black Lives Matter march that's outside the White House? And then he gets police to to tear gas them out of the way so he can have a photo op. We're here. And, and he, could, and he couldn't even hold the fripping Bible right. Jesus. Right. No, I literally. understand, you know, as a member of mar- marginalized, many marginalized groups, mm-hmm. you know, how how easy it is to kind of decide that nothing you can do is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy to just throw your hands up and say, I give up. I give. It, it that's, really what they're re- that's what they're relying on. Exactly. But that, yeah, that, that was the point I was going to try to make is yeah. that that's exactly how they they want you to think, how your oppressors want you to think. They want you to believe that you don't have a voice. And that is absolutely not true. At this point in time, you absolutely have a voice and you can make a change. Mm-hmm. You can and you should. You, you definitely should. There, there was a, a, a gay play that was made a movie called Love, Valor, Compassion. And in it, and this is like in the early 90s when it came out, that there's this very established married gay couple. Not married, but, you know, they might as well be married. They're just not married, legally married at that mm-hmm. time. And they're complaining about having to go to this uh, AIDS benefit. And one of the partners says, haven't we done enough for AIDS? And there are two guys there who have HIV in that scene. And one of them yells, no one has done enough yet for AIDS. And, and that, that's where you have to get with the fight. Mm-hmm. No matter how tired, no matter how beat down we are, we have to keep rising up. That's the point of the fight right now. We have to show that we're not going to back down. We're not going to go away. We're not going to be cowed. We, we have a voice in the society. It doesn't have to be the overwhelming majority voice, but we want to be heard and we don't want our lives in danger. That's what we want. We want to be able to live in peace. It's just—it's very basic. Basic, you know, basic needs. But when you have a party frothing at the mouth for your death, some days, it it really does set your teeth on edge, and it it defines how you have to live your life. And I know other people, other minority groups, can definitely relate to that, just on different levels, because all of us as minorities. When we're walking through this world, we have to deal with things in our own way. We have to, whether whether we rely on our own spirituality to get us through it, whether we rely on our friends and family to get us through it, whether we rely on video games and comic books to get us through <laughs> it, we, we do what we have to do in order to keep surviving and making things um, work for us. And it's so, easy, it's so easy to be distracted by mm-hmm. so much in the world right now. And mm-hmm. but you need to focus on what's being taken away mm-hmm. from you while you're looking this way. Yep. So over here, things are going away. And folks, there are people out there who so don't want you paying attention. Very that's true. the big thing. And Very that's true. what you need to be focusing on. And before you know it, you're gonna go, What happened? You know, and not in a good and way. And that that's gonna be it. What did happen? You blinked. You blinked. That's what happened. Because if you think about where we are now, would you have thought this in 2017? Survived a pandemic and we had a coup in the United States, a nearly attempted coup in the United States. Mm-hmm. Would you have thought that those things would have occurred? No. So. I mean, just the whole, I remember when Obama first got elected 
and I watched him when he was inaugurated walking down the street mm -hmm. and actually when he was walking down the street I was terrified so I was terrified was for him to too. shoot him and I think I was everybody absolutely was absolutely terrified for him yeah but it was important that he took that walk I will it, say that it was very important that, that was a real show of courage mm -hmm. and and you know I was crying as I was watching that because mm -hmm. I was thinking this is a turning point this is a this means so much for this country and it's not surprising that it's that it's that it's cycled back because yeah. that's what that's what always happens but mm -hmm. the point is to never the point is to not give up totally because that 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 is the worst thing you can you can possibly do is apathy mm -hmm. is to just sit by and watch things happen because i guarantee you they will not happen in a way that's going to benefit you no not at all yeah i think it's, it's I think, not meant to i think uh mary as you said it's it it cycles back if you're apathetic the only way it cycles forward is if you do something mm -hmm. exactly so everyone needs to make sure they're registered to vote and everyone needs to go vote and if you're not able to go vote you need to go ahead and request your provisional ballots or absentee ballots whatever your state district requires sign those suckers and get them in hand deliver them if you have to because the post office is still janky yeah you really should hand deliver them if you can mm -hmm. and and ask your friends ask your family what's up why aren't they voting when are they voting what are they going to vote blah 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 do all that stuff that's how we do this one household at a time and we get it done there, there was actually uh, in Queer as Folk, the uh, original series on Showtime, they had a, an election storyline in that show. And Debbie, who was not gay, but she was the diner mother of all the gays in the gayborhood, basically, she wouldn't let them eat until they went to go vote and showed, me, showed her the I, <laughs> I voted sticker. And I'm like, that's what we need to do right now. We need to like, you can't come into a club until you show the I voted sticker. You need, you need to have go, gone and voted. So please vote because your livelihood um, is at stake. The, the freedoms that you have right now are at stake. And if you don't think they're not going to come for gay marriage or gay parents who have kids or any number of other rights that you enjoy right now, you are sorely mistaken. They are on mm -hmm. the way now. The more apathetic you are, the more emboldened they will become. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't want to be an alarmist. I don't want to end this on a sour note at all. But I want to express the seriousness of the political situation that, at least from my observation, I think we're in. Um, I don't want to be overblowing it, but I think it's true to say that we are we are on this precipice where we could slide into an abyss of fascism or we can rise above it and prove that we actually are Americans. And that's that's where we're going to be. And you have the power to do it. So mm -hmm. please, please participate. Take, take the power and do it. Take mm -hmm. the power and do it before they take your power and do it to you. Mm -hmm. What was it? One of the um, documentaries over the years, you know, in other countries, the government fears the people because mm -hmm. they've had uprisings and stuff. Here, the people fear the government. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it shouldn't be that way. We should be the ones setting the rules for what the mm -hmm. government does. And it's gotten too out of hand. Agreed. It has. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, folks, be be mindful of it. Mm -hmm. Don't take it for granted. And please, go vote in November. Whatever you do, mm -hmm. go vote. 
All right, folks, let's take a quick break and we'll be back. We're going to close this up. Welcome to the Geek Girls Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this Geek Girl is talking about DC League of Super Pets. DC League of Super Pets was one movie I was really sad about not seeing in the theaters when it came out, since it looked like it would be a lot of fun. Well, now it's on HBO Max, and I was absolutely right. This animated film is incredibly funny and fun. It also has a lot of heart-jerking moments in it as well, which I wasn't expecting. The voice cast alone seemed like it would be a great film. The Rock, Kevin Hart, Keanu Reeves, Kate McKinnon, Jamila Jamil. There are so many great funny people voicing characters in this movie. The story was also as good as the voice cast. Like, all around, I was incredibly surprised at how funny this movie was. The Rock did a fantastic job as Crypto. The writing for Crypto showed growth and let the character evolve throughout the film. Crypto has to come to terms that Superman is his best friend, but there's also room in his life for Lois Lane and Crypto, which we see Crypto's journey in learning that he can have more friends than just Superman, while also still protecting the Man of Steel like he promised Superman's parents backed on Krypton. He also goes from being somewhat snooty and spoiled to learning how to make and be a good friend and how to protect your friends in the end. Seriously, this film has so many layers for being just an animated children's film and is probably my favorite DC movie put out this year. The characters of the DC heroes were also wonderful and the jokes picking fun at them were really great. Keanu Reeves's Batman had me rolling and the battery being pulled out of Cyborg's back with the statement does it really work that way had me rolling. It was this was so funny. This film was the surprisingly aware for a children's movie, and I was totally here for it. League of Super Pets was a breath of fresh air for me and for the DC Universe, and sometimes you just want funny and fun with these characters and not a lot of dark and gritty, which is what we've been getting a lot of out of DC movies, with very little humor. So I really hope we get a second League of Super Pets film because I would 100% watch a series of films based on the animals' DC characters' counterparts. I would love to also see Eagly in there since after Peacemaker he is one of my favorite Super Pets now, but I doubt we'll ever see that happen, but you never know. It Maybe it could. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the earth station one podcast. I want to thank Darren for taking the reins on this one, man. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. I can talk about this all day. It gets me, gets me uh, riled up oh, as well as well. It should truthfully. totally, totally. It does. Yeah. Yep there's there's no reason why it shouldn't because folks it's too important not totally 
And, and I'm know. sorry if this if this episode was too woke for some people, but you know what? Wake up. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. If you've got something constructive to say in the comments, that's great. You have something unconstructive to say? Don't care. Yeah, please. <laughs> so there us, you go. That's, but well, that's as we always say, is. we're not hiding from it. It's feedback at no. ourstation1.com. You know, if you have positive or negative, please let us know. We want to hear this kind of thing. We're not afraid of it. And you know, nope. and you know what? If you don't want to listen to this, I've us been called after this, way worse, I assure you, even today. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was mad at you for something. It's okay. No. <laughs> Anything you want to shout out about, my friend? Uh, yeah, I think um, tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to go up, so maybe uh, after this or yesterday or wherever the wibbly wobbly timey wimey wobbly stuff. Yes, uh, we'll, we're going to do our last Dragon Con report for the year. Yes. So that's coming up, and uh, of course, Legion of Substitute Podcasters, where I talk about all the DC Comics Legion of Substitute our superheroes stuff right there so that's always fun when they're deciding to publish them or not we're just about to finish up zero hour we did issue one Ooh. last night so we've got issue zero left to do everything just went white and how jordan <laughs> took over the multiverse Ooh. so yeah we're gonna see where this goes because everyone's very upset and power girl's having a baby in the middle of an apocalypse oh my god so yeah drama <laughs> drama's going on so wibbly wobbly tiny yeah, uh, basically Oh, thank of you. Of all the always. times to have a baby. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. Lot convenience. Yes. <laughs> exactly. How about that? And Mary, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. It was a great discussion. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you had a good time with this one. This was an interesting conversation all the way around. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be the ha ha, laughter, seltzer in your face type of stuff. It's, you know. <laughs> It's always, it should also sometimes be serious, you know, that's what, you know, why you have a podcast. This is why you have your soapboxes. This is to not just entertain, it's also to educate. So it's yep. pretty cool. Absolutely. So, anything you want to shout out about? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say, please go vote. <laughs> I just yes. want to reiterate, please, please go vote. And you can find me at maryoval.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Awesome. Thank you. And as part of Earth Station Who. Absolutely. Earth Station Who. We have a date. October 23rd. Yes, they confirmed it. It's October 23rd. Wow. Cool. So now I can finally put my Earth Station Who schedule back together. So <laughs> that is awesome. So I guess right after that, we'll be doing the next episode of Earth Station Who, talking about the regeneration, which is awesome. So, yay. yay we're coming back, folks. Yeah, because it was Chisel's just like... going to regenerate. Into RTD? No. Into RTD. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would be an interesting look. See, but yeah. Every podcast, we have to have at least one segment of Chibnall Bashing. And there it was. Oh, it was fun at, at Dragon Con because, you know, we were doing a you know, retrospective of Jody as the doctor. And it don't, and we were like going, Oh, we're not going to bash Chibnall on this one. We're going to be very positive, very two minutes and 37 seconds into the beginning <laughs> of the film. That's all it took folks. Wow. I, I admire our restraint. Hey, that was a long time. You know, for, that, you know, that's, that's quite a bit. That's quite yeah. a bit. So. so it was pretty awesome. And Mr. Mike, thank you as always for being here, my friend. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about real quick? 
I'm going to give a couple shout outs uh, to, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Darren and Mary for, look, we have, we, we, you're our friends, so we would have you on anyway, but the fact that you guys uh, know your stuff are really eloquent in your speech and are brave enough to, to voice your opinions is something that uh, uh, I think is, 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 is admirable. So I, I appreciate uh, you guys doing this with us, uh, be, being comfortable enough with us. Um, this is something that we don't usually do, but I think it's important for us to do this time. So, um, and I can't think of it two better people to have chosen to join us than you guys. So thank you very much. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Just one thing to say about that. Um, since pride is coming up, um, you know, pride, pride's a big party, no matter where your pride is or when it is. And I had a friend who he, he didn't like going to go to pride because he was not a big party person. And I had to sit down and have a conversation with him and say, we don't go to pride for us. We go to Pride for the kids who are going to watch us on TV who can't come to Pride. Exactly. You go to be represented and exactly. to let other people know that you're there and that they are not alone. Exactly. And that's why we're talking like this. And that's why we talk about these issues, because there are some people out there who, who don't have a queer community near them and can't go out and relate to stuff. And hopefully they connect with us on this podcast or other podcasts and however they can, can get those feelings out because it's important to have an outlet. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks again. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the people. Look, it's going to be really heavy uh, over the next month or so as we get closer and closer to the election. There's so many people that volunteer, that give their time, their money, their resources to what they believe in. So uh, I shout out to them. Um, I know it's annoying to get all that stuff in the mail, to get the text, to get the whatever. Look, this election is so important. If one of those texts, maybe not you, but goes out to someone and gets them to vote, then that's reason enough to like support all of that, all of that spam. You might consider it spam, but as long as it gets someone to the polls, then it's not in vain. So appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the fact that, you know, we did this terrifyingly, you know, horrible discussion about the horrors of things now, but now we go into next week, we start our, our our countdown to Halloween where we talk about fun horrible stuff horror <laughs> stuff. Uh, so so to take our minds finally, off of finally right, take, take our minds off of the uh, the horrors of reality and <laughs> all of that. Unpleasant so, dreams. So uh, <laughs> I am looking forward to uh, to that as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So might as well just hop in there because you know, Mister Mike, next week starts the countdown to Halloween. What is our first topic going to be? We are going to be doing a spotlight on one of America's first frightful families, and that is the Monsters. Yay! Yay! So we will cover exactly. It's hard to it's hard to say that without it hearing the theme, right? Um, yeah, we're going to be looking at the entire franchise from the original series to some of the other reboots, including the. Uh, new uh, prequel movie that just came out on Netflix this week. Oh, you poor thing! Nice. I nice. don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. You know. Nice. Not... Well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, we'll see. yes, and we'll get. We got a great uh, crew lined up to to talk all about that. And that's just the first of of three uh, countdown to Halloween episodes we've got over the next few weeks for you. Cool. That, that's that is awesome. very exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm really looking forward to talking about it. And we've got some great episodes lined up for you, which will be great. All right. That's going to be the episode for tonight, folks. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Mary. Mr. Mike, as always, thanks for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. We're powered by NSC. You can find them at nsclivetv.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And now for video content, you could find us up on YouTube. That's right, folks. We are up on YouTube under Earth Station One. And you know what? Please subscribe. Tell all your friends about us. And, you know, rate us. Give us a thumbs up. That's the best thing you can do on YouTube. And that's how people find you. It's pretty darn awesome. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, Mary Ogle, and Darren Noel, thanks for listening. And we will see you here next time on Earth Station One. Stay safe. Hug your loved ones. And you know what, folks? Remember, peace and harmony. And you know what? There are better things ahead. We just have to make it through some ugliness first. But it's there. And you know, we will do it. We shall overcome. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.